Hey guys, welcome to the Barely Joking Podcast with Part Shori and Aaron Figueroa. Yep, yep. Uh, I hope you guys have been following us on our Twitter and Instagram pages. We've been uh, posting, you know, memes and material. We're going to start posting clips soon about what we discuss on the podcast, important topics. Uh, on today's episode, we're probably just going to do what we usually do, go over some uh, material, right? That's right. That's right. I brought some material. You gave me some material too. I just got it. Um, let's go over your stuff first, my man. Okay. These are stand-up jokes, right? Do you have yeah, any topical are, jokes? No, nah, nah, I didn't do any topical jokes. The thing okay. is about topical jokes right now, everything seems to be going towards the coronavirus or like everything I come up with is either coronavirus related or like quarantine related. And I, I can't, I don't like it anymore, you know? So I'm just sticking with stand-up. And I've okay. surprisingly been getting like random stuff in my like com- that I come across on a daily basis where I'm just like, you know what? This could be a pretty funny stand up topic. I'm not saying it always like pans out and turns into good material, but uh, I don't know. It's been interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, OK, so you have two, right? You have yeah, two jokes? So I, yeah, I have two bits. So the first one is uh, before all this quarantine and coronavirus stuff started, I used to have a lot of friends who used to post on social media every day, like at least three or posts minimum on Instagram and snapchat right uh on their facebook stories or whatever about what they're doing and a lot of them you know had we're doing pretty cool stuff right like just living in new york can be pretty decent you post like places you're eating lunch and the cool stuff you're doing in the city or they were traveling and stuff and now that this quarantine's hit they're posting the most boring shit that everyone does but they're still posting it for some reason i don't know why like one friend of mine he was into traveling and stuff now he still posts things about traveling but it's just traveling throughout his house right mm-hmm. yeah like he did a post the other day how he went from uh his bathroom to the kitchen mm-hmm. and apparently the exciting part was he didn't wash his hands uh i was like whoa living dangerously you know <laughs> uh, it's similar to him eating food and when he was in bangladesh or something um uh, I think the most exciting thing he he does is probably masturbate like everyone else is doing, but he doesn't post that. And I'm waiting for him to do that. I'm waiting for him to open an OnlyFans account. I'd be like, hey, guys, if you've been following me on social media, well, I'm taking it to the next level. (laughs) So that's one bit. Okay. Uh, You want to go over your second bit and then we can go over both at the same time? Okay. Uh, and then the other bit, the other bit is uh, women are weaker than men in terms of uh, not physically. Yeah, not not physically in terms of that women can take the same emotional trauma that they deliver. Mm. Like, I don't think women are strong enough to take the kind of uh, take the kind of pain that men take after a breakup. I don't know why. You know, I always see that my my guy friends are more fucked up after a breakup than my female friends. That's all I have on that. That's what you got. Okay. Yeah, I need to work. I need to figure out what the angle is there, but I think it's definitely true. Okay. Um, all right. You know what? We can, we can start with that one in that case. So let's start with your second joke. Um, <clears throat> now, I think that there is a conception that that uh, men have an easier time getting over the breakup. Um, 
and and women don't, which is like why they cry. Well, like and then like men go to a strip club, uh, you know, to sort out their feelings, like which is like of one hundred percent happiness. Um, there is a play on that though, and I don't know if you're if you're hitting it right now, where like 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 a really good example is like uh, seeing a man that just got divorced, right? Like he he always seems way more broken up. Uh, possibly because he also lost half of his shit, right? Um, and I do I do understand your point of like, uh, or you know I I I I don't I'm not saying I agree with it, but I understand your point that like I the the idea that women can't take what they dish out, um, you know, mentally, right, in a breakup. But I don't know for some reason. Um, I felt like it needed, like I needed more examples, um, such as like a divorce, where you would see like someone's life completely destroyed, right? Like basically the example that you gave that men usually are more fucked up after divorce because they just lost half their shit, but then women are the opposite because they just gained like half of somebody else's shit, you know? It's like women gain, you know, like freedom, yeah. there you and go. like men get into like more which debt. which brings up to like a current topic that i'm seeing on social media where do you see adele lost a lot of weight yes right yes it did. and then and before that so she's getting f- shamed by fat fat activists <laughs> right where they're like activity yeah yeah they're like oh my god like how dare she lose weight and get healthy and i'm like all right you bitches be crazy and then then uh but the thing that happened a month before that was is uh, she her divorce got finalized or whatever is almost finalized and her husband is getting half her wealth right mm. and wait this is I'm, Adele yeah Adele oh, Adele's divorce man. is getting finalized right and her husband is getting half of her money mm-hmm. and people are and when I say people I'm talking about basically feminists on Twitter going crazy like oh my god what that's crazy like why does she have to give her money and stuff and i'm like yo where were you guys when jeff bezos was losing <laughs> half his like i'm sorry what <laughs> yo you know okay i think okay so this is part of the um the rants that we go into right but i just think that's so crazy um that there was a comedian there was a comedian uh, a woman comedian who lost half of her wealth to her husband as well after they after they got divorced roseanne barr roseanne barr yeah, she lost half her money uh, when she got divorced as well, and I'm like, yo, listen, like, like it was people like me being like, man, that's a that shouldn't happen to both sexes, but damn, because like for me, I'm like, she worked so hard to get her name known to the to the public, and for her to just lose half of her wealth just because it didn't work out just seems crazy to me. I've, but you I've, think that should be across both sexes, though. Like, neither sex should lose money. I think that either sex should just walk away with what they came in with, pretty much. I think that's fair. Right? Because fair, I'm yeah. like, because when you don't get married and you just break up with someone, you're just like, I am no longer happy with you. Right? And then you just bounce. So getting back to Adele, though, um, I did not know that she was also getting a divorce. Like, she's glowing up a lot. Or... Exactly. Or... or the money that she just gave away to her ex-husband was her food money. And that's how she yeah, lost she's the like, I gotta, gotta eat less. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we can't afford to eat like the way I was eating before. 
Yeah, she's an artist. You know, what can you yeah. expect? I think that's an important thing, too, in terms of, like, I want to do... I have some, like, material about being fat and how it's unhealthy. And it's okay to be, like, chubby, right? Especially in, like, the world we live in right now. But there's no reason to be obese. Like, you've heard my rants on that, right? And I feel like I'm beginning to form this idea in my head where the only people who are really fat are the ones who can afford to be. Because I don't see any poor fat people. What? Yo, dude, that's like, that's one of the most opposite. <laughs> okay, so, all right. I think that if you look at the statistics, it would just be like, if you're in a first world country, then the less money you make, the more obese you are, right? But if you're in a third world country, of course, like you're not going to eat anything. But if you're eat in America, you're going to eat crap. You're going to eat trash. But you're just going to eat less. Like, think about the people who have sleep for dinner. Like, are you saying those people are fat? If you're missing one meal a day, you can't put on weight. Nah, okay, but what do you... Like, all right, so if you go to McDonald's, which is, by the way, it used to be cheap. Now it's like a luxury food now. Like, a Big Mac and fries is like eight bucks or something. Like, that's like practically diner food. Um, Like, like that, that burger could be like, you know, like that meal could be like 2,000 calories. You feel me? Like you're right. not like if you're eating unhealthy, like you you you're gonna gain weight. No, but then that's what I'm saying though. If you were eating that Big Mac and fries, which is eight bucks, right? That's all the money you have for the entire day. You mm-hmm. have only eight bucks on food, and you eat that Big Mac and fries, and you get your two thousand calories. Scientifically, you do not need any more food. Humans are supposed <laughs> to eat only two thousand. So after so, after eating that, you go out of your way to get some Skittles and a Hershey and a blah blah blah. That's on you, son. I don't care. Like you don't have an excuse. You got your two thousand calories, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. or or you go and get fries for lunch and a burger for dinner, and then that you split it up. But if you're eating a Big Mac twice a day and get eating four thousand calories, that's on you. Well, okay, you're just feeding into to my argument, which is just like, okay, yes, yes. If if you're obese, like yeah, a little bit. If you're not counting calories, especially a little bit of, uh, it's your fault, but. It's understandable because he like it's not like that food fills you up anyway, you know. Like you like sound like a when, fat person right now. Yo, I've been fat my whole life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect? It's like food doesn't fill me up. It's like wait, listen, what? Listen, if I was a cop right now, I'll be blue lives matter one hundred percent. But I'm not a cop, so I'm just like black lives matter. All right. But if I'm in a white neighborhood, blue lives matter all the way. I ha- like my situation changes. From place to place, from person to person, you know, can't be caught slipping. You're like, I'll do anything to survive. <laughs> okay, but all right. So just going back to the Adele joke, it's like I, I think that you, for for that joke specifically. Sorry, not not the Adele joke. The um, uh, the woman joke that you just had. Like, I think that there needs to be, uh, more concrete evidence going into like way more heightening in order for someone to understand where you're going with this and then get to a place where like it's only specifically you that this happens to or like something because right yeah, now no, I, yeah no 100% yeah, yeah. I, I agree because especially with the opening that you have I think that it's you're gonna lose the women in the audience really really fast if 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 that uh, joke isn't hilarious you feel me yeah women are we- yeah because i mean honestly i think it's something that i realize where like i think i'm stronger i'm emotionally stronger than a lot of women i know just because of the trauma i've been through to 
through breakups and stuff. But that's kind of making me realize that maybe I'm a pussy, you know? Maybe I'm a weak <laughs> that, yeah. that this trauma has affected me so badly. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that that's that's the angle I want to go for. It's just not clear yet, yeah. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And, you know, um, and, like, and the reason why I even say or, like, you know, suggest that maybe going, like, a ridiculous route of, like, like, hey, listen, like, women can't dish out what, uh, you know, what men can, right? Or, like, what men can take. Um, and they, like, you reference, like, whatever, like, 007 or something like that. It's just, like, she tried to kill him, and then she got upset when he tried to kill her. Just, we're not <laughs> in the same playing field, you know? <laughs> something ridiculous like that, because then right. it, it becomes less of, like, you're an asshole, and then you're just looking at, like, these scenarios that will never happen in real life and you're just like but did you see the way that she reacted though when she did the same thing to him and he got away with it right um i think it gives you a little bit more leeway but that's what i'll say about that joke let's go back and then um and then we could talk about your 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 first joke um about like this guy who uh just loved to post on social media every day and now he just posts around his house so when I was uh, when I was first he- um, hearing the joke, what it made me think of is that on social media at the beginning of the quarantine, it was a whole bunch of um, uh, pictures <laughs> of like couples just holding hands and like getting to like the kitchen or to the bedroom or to the bathroom or something like that. So like I feel like that angle has already been explored through like uh, you know not memes per se, but like you know those those highly shared um facebook pictures and twitter pictures so the the i saw that the twist that you made over here is that he's been becoming more desperate for content i think that's what i think that's what you're really going for here because he's like posting pictures of his dumps on social media and his uh and like masturbating right on only fans possibly so i am, i think that the twist that you have here is is definitely unique as far as trying to find this person who's always trying to show you how glorious their life is outside of the four walls that they live in, but he can't do it. So he's struggling for content. I think that there's something there. Um, are you following me so far or? Yeah, no, I am. am. Yeah. So just for me, at least I would like to see that because this is probably based off of real life anyway. Um, I would like to see what what other kind of posts that he would make to like um and like the kind of responses he's getting, right? So like if he if I don't know, just say if he takes a picture of his dump um and like he gets like no likes, right? You can see him struggling for content by like you know, trying to stack up a um uh toilet paper into a castle and then he's like looking out to like a beach or something. I'm not entirely sure, but like he can try to at least try to get good content out there for his for his followers. But I also just want to know like which direction the content is going. Is it getting more explicit? Is it getting more, you know, like like this guy needs psychiatric help? Like has he been talking to a ball and posting his new but girlfriend? I think I think I think the need for content is secondary because I honestly the way I was going with this joke. I, and I don't mind what you're talking about with the content. That's not a bad direction to take it. Okay. But I think that would be one of the beats. Because I think the main point I'm trying to make about this joke is that this quarantine has made us realize so much about 
how dependent a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people were on social media and posting that now that they don't have anything to post, they're making shit up. Like social media has become such a big part of our life, right? And this quarantine has made us realize that it's really not that important, right? Right, right, right. Uh, I think that's kind of the angle I want to go with. And an example of of doing desperate things to get content is part of that joke. Because I think, I don't think this is a bit, I think this is an entire uh, story. It's like a bunch of bits that are mm. going to touch on social media. And I think the content part is is one bit on its own, definitely, mm-hmm. about the desperation you have for content if you're somebody who's addicted to social media. But I think the overall thing is, like, why? Why, why do you need to post everything that happens, right? Because that's the part that's annoying me. It's like, it's funny that you're going to these extremes and posting regular shit that everyone does, but now you're forced to put it on social media because you have nothing cool to show. So you're posting things that everyone does like, oh my God, I made breakfast today. It's like everyone makes breakfast, right? But you're posting it on social media now because you don't have anything regular to post. And it's kind of annoying. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like first I would look at those posts and be like, whoa, he's in Bangladesh or he's in, you know, Germany doing all this cool stuff. And I'm like, okay, cool. At least I'm living through him vicariously. Now that they're doing it, I'm just like, yo, this is so fucking boring. Like you actually don't have that great of a life. It's just annoying that you're posting this now. <laughs> yes. So I feel like since that's the baseline reality, I can get I can get with that. Um, but uh, can you imagine in this quarantine, he has done more stuff. Like, he's done more amazing stuff than then traveling to Bangladesh. I don't know. Like, I feel like right. there is a twist that's not that's not necessarily being hit just yet. You feel me? Um, like, if before his life was amazing and you expect his post to be, like, slowed down, but, like, now he's, like, he's, like, on the glow up, like, that twist would be enough for you to be like how is it that everybody else is having like 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 just say like he lost his job but then he won a million dollars or something like that i don't know i just think that there needs to be an unusual thing to actually happen but if you're gonna go with if you're gonna go with the unusual thing being that uh everything that's happening or like the posts that he's making today are like extremely ordinary then there's that's another thing that you can do that but you have to go at it hard like he is like he's posting himself um like just putting groceries into the pantry right and he was just yeah. like and then he posts like like a motivational quote with it or something um but i also need to know what your point of view is as well like is it ridiculous is it inspiring like what is what is your reaction to when he posts stuff nowadays Right. And I feel like the twist would be that there's something good coming. I don't know. I want to I want to think about this because I feel like right now it seems ranty and it just seems like I'm a bit ticked off at this. Yeah. For and, and, and and the solution is pretty simple. Just don't fucking go on social media. Right. Like it's on, it's on. I think the twist is and the irony is that I'm mad because I'm not getting to view the regular interesting things I get to, used to get to view on social media. Mm-hmm. I think the I think the irony is that I'm addicted to social media too. I think that's it. I think that's it. I think I got it. I think the irony is that the only way I would know that this dude was posting shit every day is because I'm on social media every day and yet I'm ranting about being on social media every day. I would also like to see your point of view on like 
you liked his comment. Sorry, you liked his post before, but you like them even more now. <laughs> like he he's not even going outside anymore, and you're just like, I really like his content. <laughs> right. Okay. Like that would also be very weird for you to say, you know? Right. Right. Because uh, like that stuff, like I never liked that stuff, but people still like it for some reason. Like I don't know. I feel like people have been liking a lot of stuff that ordinarily they would not have. Um, yeah, because there's nothing to do. <laughs> they're just like, keep doing it. Keep making content, please. Okay. All right, so do you think you got you got some good notes for your stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I think I, think I know what direction I want to take him in. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Do you think my material is too ranty, though? I think it's like I think just because of the way I'm coming up and the topics I'm coming up with because a lot of times I'm coming up with these topics just like I'm walking around the house chilling not doing anything or I'm on reddit or social media or something and I'm just like hey this is something that I hate personally so I'm gonna write a bit on it and then I feel like the 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 mindset I'm coming from is I want to go on stage and rant about this more than hey this is how I feel about this topic and I want to give my point of view does that make sense? Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I get it. Um, from what, because it's not a fully fleshed out um, bit anyway, it does come off as a rant because I don't understand what your point of view is. And I'm not entirely sure which part you're making fun of just yet. Like just based right. on what you just said. You feel me? So mm-hmm. I can understand, like for, from baseline, I can understand that you might be a little annoyed by him continuing to post but i'm not entirely sure like like if that's if that's the thing that you're making fun of so as soon as you clean up those things that we talked about i think it will sound less like a rant and more of like like a proper joke um but also in that and you know like you don't always have to create punchlines first anyway like you could just like work through that your own process but there wasn't that many punchlines that were uh that were like memorable as yeah, of right no now no no there yeah. are no punchlines yet I, I can tell i can tell i'm just trying to find my point of view first before i do the punchline usually i work backwards like some a lot of times i feel like i'll come up with the topic with the punchline like the punchline is the topic right yes uh like honestly for if we go back to the women joke the way i'm starting which i think men are uh, women are weaker than men that is not the the opening i think the punchline and the opening should be women can't take the kind of trauma they deliver i think that's the punchline and mm-hmm. the intro wrapped in one yeah yep, yep. Right? uh because that's a very interesting thing to say like a woman can't take the trauma that they deliver meaning women give a lot more trauma but they're too weak to take it themselves am i crazy uh, for thinking this but when you say that there's two parts of me that are that are like engaged right one mm-hmm. part of just like Oh, I wonder how he's going to, um, you know, finesse his way through this, right? Because right. it's a very strong, it's a very strong statement. And then right. the other side is like, man, I really hope that he flops on this so I can see it on social media later. Right, right. It's just like, so, ooh, right. So now, line. now it's time. Yeah. So I think that's why it's a good line that uh, that's going to be the opener. I think when I said women are weaker than men, I think that's kind of 
a twist that I want to put in there after delivering the correct opener because it's like the point I'm trying to make is women are weaker than men but in a really weird way as in that women are more powerful they can like destroy a man's life but then they can't take that same kind of trauma right so I think yeah I think I need to yeah the finet but I'm happy that to hear that that that's the part in you that got engaged where it's like oh how is he gonna like <laughs> that tells me it's an engaging opener, right? Yeah, because like already, I because like as soon as you said, I'm just like, oof, man, some people are not gonna enjoy this, right? <laughs> like, right. I, and then I want to see how far you go. Like, it, there's and you're so many ways. You're not even a woman, dude, and you're not even a woman. I know, I know, but I'm very sensitive, so don't even. Play. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I feel like it's engaging, and like you have to defend it. You might turn people off just from saying that line anyway. But I think that it is a line that if you already got, like you, if you're on stage, right? And you have like a solid five, you don't start with that joke, right? Like you oh, start for like some, some yeah. softer material. And then once you, no, yeah. once you get their, uh, their laughs and like their acceptance, then you can move over to more risque. No, or yeah, stuff. no, this, this but, is a, this is a deep bit anyway. This is one of yeah. those bits where I, you earn, the right to talk about this on stage you cannot go up and talk about this you've earned the right to talk about this yeah, like for like like that you made the audience laugh for like this would never be in a tight five this would be in a like 20 minute minimum i would need at least 10 minutes to get the audience on my side yeah well and then yeah. i'd be like okay. yeah hopefully not 10 minutes but <laughs> but you know um but i agree um with at least most of what you said for sure all right so in that case, um, I was writing some material for, um, you know, the the po uh, the podcast's uh, social links, which is their the Instagram account and the Twitter account. I've been trying to like uh, do like more topical jokes because that's a really I think that's a really good way to engage new people that are just seeing the brand. Um, and also, I just think it's really good practice for creating topical jokes, right? But mm -hmm. these days, I've been getting a lot of my material from Twitter, which is a, I don't know if it's weird, but like usually I, I open up like, you know, four tabs and I go through like New York Times and the Post and some Reddit articles, right? Just to see what's going on. But Twitter has been a really good place to to find some things to joke about because under their, their um, the trending, they have, they have, oh, sorry, like the, the, the search uh, the search bar they have trending they have fun they have um celebrities something like that they have like a, a couple of places where like it'll keep you updated with like the top um the top stories so i was able to see some of the top stories and i wrote some jokes i'm only going to share a couple with you just to see if if you liked it but i also had some some ideas for other for other places like i first wanted to to do a joke about that basketball player I think his first name is, is Gianni, and I can't even pronounce his last name. Giannis, yeah. Giannis, yeah. Because his Twitter was hacked, and it was saying some some crazy shit about, like, uh, Kobe, LeBron James, and, like, uh, apparently, like, fucking Steph Curry's wife, right? Damn. So did you hear about this or no? No, I did not. Right. So I was coming up with a joke, and it just flopped, so I'm not even going to share that one. But I did feel like that was a golden opportunity to make a joke about a hacker and like these things. It was like the perfect storm for creating material. I'll share some of the other ones with you though. This one, I know, I know you didn't get it at first, um, but Steve Harvey's face 
was edited onto Megan Thee Stallion's body while she was rapping, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so my joke was, so this is this is the re- the sorry this is the kind of research that Steve Harvey is doing for his new book, Act Like a Thick Bitch, Think Like a Man. And it's a parody to his other book, which is Act Like um, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. And then I said other titles include Act Like a Bad Bitch, Think Like a Man, and Act Like a Hoe. Fuck that man. I think that there's something there, but I feel like I did I didn't hit it with any of these alternative titles as well. Do you know what I think that's there? I think I think I think uh, this is the kind of material that's going to alienate an audience from ever listening to you again. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't fucking know. Because like the thing is, the reason I didn't like this was because, first of all, I don't per, I think Steve Harvey is like a memeable comedian. I, I don't like Steve Harvey. I would love to do anything that makes fun of him. But at the same time, I just don't know what you're referencing when you talk about Megan the Stallion. So that kind of takes me out of it. Like if you mm. tell me somebody was like memeing or shitting on Steve Harvey or like making a joke out of him or something, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm on board. But like, this is kind of out of left field. Does that make sense? Just because just cause for you to engage in... I feel like it's a Megan the Stallion is like an inside or an insider in the Twitter world, right? No, what Megan the Stallion? She's a musical artist, know. dude. Okay, I don't know. What that's what I'm saying. I thought this was a Twitter person. That's the kind of name she has. Like, do you? <laughs> are you okay now? Are you understanding how alienated I am right now just by listening to this? So, yeah. uh, so I think what you would have to do is you, what this immediately tells you that you have a very specific audience for this kind of joke. Right. This okay. is not a this is not a joke that everyone would be like, yeah, I heard, I read this somewhere. And so, you know, like, was this on the New York Post uh, on on the sorry, the New York Times or the Washington Post? No. Yeah. yeah no, it was it was just somebody that uh, created a meme or not a meme, but like, um, yeah, it was uh, whatever. They just photoshopped uh, Steve Harvey's head to a performance that Megan Thee Stallion did. And it was just funny because like it has uh, he they have the the fake wig on Steve Harvey and it was really funny and it was trending for a little bit. It got to a lot of places um, and I I was just like, OK, so based on based on that, I was just like, let me create this joke. But maybe maybe it's maybe you're right. Maybe not that many people know who Megan Thee Stallion is. Maybe they don't know that she's an artist. Um, maybe they need to know that Steve Harvey had a book called Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man like 10 years ago. Like there could be a lot of references that are coming together that will make this easily overlooked. Okay. Yeah, so Yeah, I mean All right, so at least I got my the new I was I was kind of curious to see like wh- what I can do with it, but I'm glad that we were able to talk about it. Um I'm ready to move on to the next joke though, if you're ready. This one, yeah, yeah. this one, I think is pretty good. All right, so this is how it goes. Instacart wasn't ready to become an essential, uh, uh, an essential service overnight. Just like OnlyFans wasn't supposed to be my main source of income. Now watch me play. Uh, now, now watch me play with my toys for six ninety nine a month. <laughs> Dude, I yeah. I delivered that joke so bad because I'm reading it. <laughs> Saturday Night yeah, Live. No, think... Don't hate me. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a funny joke. 
Okay, cool. All right, I'm gonna move on to the next one. Um, ooh, I have a, I have, you know, I sat down. I feel and like I was you're getting, embar- I feel like you're getting embarrassed by your own jokes. And <laughs> I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying that even more. Where I'm like, yo, this dude's jokes are apparently not making him laugh. <laughs> Like, don't read it. Uh, honestly, don't read it if it didn't make you laugh. Like, that's my thing. Like, some of my jokes, I go back to them. I'm I'm enough of a narcissist and a performer that I know that I look at some of my own material and I laugh and I'm like, oh, my God, part. You're so funny. You know, <laughs> so if you're not doing that with your material and this is my this is my honest advice to any comedian that's starting out. Like I've been doing I've been doing comedy for like three years and I've been doing stand up for about a year now. Right. So my honest advice to anyone is if you if your material doesn't make you laugh don't perform it anywhere get rid of it be enough of a narcissist to be self-aware does that make sense only perform for yourself yeah just remember that be enough yeah yeah just no, perform for, real. for you honestly all right so i got my next joke over here so it says uh couples are now getting married on zoom i've taken myself off mute and objected to 14 weddings so far yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay. That's a solid monologue joke. So I'm thinking about putting this on on the Twitter account as well. Um, and this one, this one might be, and I don't know, but this one might be one of those um, those alienating jokes because first you you would have to know who Takashi Six Nine is and what has happened with him snitching and ratting, getting out of jail, all that other bullshit. But here it goes. Uh, Takashi Six Nine came out of with a new song called Gooba. For anyone who doesn't know what Gooba is, it means a dead man. Yes, no, thumbs up, thumbs down. I don't, I don't know. I don't. Okay. Is that is that wait? Is that because like he's gonna get killed because he's a snitch? Yes. Uh, that has to be more clear. Okay. See, that's okay. I think I you should put something like that, which is ironic because he named. I think at the end of that, where when you explain what Gooba means, it should be like, yeah. which is ironic that he would name a song after himself. Mm, Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, get that, you. so that makes it clear. Yeah. And I also, yeah, this is one of those jokes. I'm like, how many people are going to know what the hell I'm talking about either? But I was just like, let me see if this would work. Okay. Um, I think you should, I think your first line should give all the information, which is like, Takashi69 recently released a song called Gooba, which means dead man. In Spanish or whatever language I'm fucking know, uh, which is ironic that he, you know what I'm saying, which is ironic that he would name a song after himself. Like it becomes a bit more tighter. Uh, and honestly, I don't. I think you should know. Not every topical joke is gonna like hit everyone. You have to hit as many people. Like I feel like everyone in New York will get that joke. Mm-hmm. Right. So, the king of New York. Yeah. The dead man. Um. All right. Here's another one. I, and you know what? You told me that you like my Takashi 69 joke, but I'm not entirely sure which one it was. So this is the other Takashi 69 joke that I, I created for like a topical joke. It was Takashi 69 broke Instagram live record with over 2 million viewers. Sadly, he didn't share which inmates had the biggest dick. <laughs> um, See, it's like... It's like Takashi Six Nine is somebody not everyone is familiar with, but being in jail and comparing penises is is a topic that everyone is familiar with. That's the funny part about this joke. Word. Um, I don't know that one. Okay, so I guess I guess that you like that one the most. 
Yeah. Um, for sure. Because it has to do with penises. I don't know. You you love dick jokes, bro. You love them. Um, and then I had I had a uh, uh, a White House staff uh, staffer being positive for COVID jokes. Um, I had three of them, but I'm gonna read off one of them, and then you just you just tell me if it worked or not. Uh, White House staff has uh, tested positive for COVID nineteen. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and House Democrats are now in favor of back to work orders, starting with that staffer. Yeah. Okay. That was out of those three that I read. That was the best one, mostly because the other ones. You were saying what you're making Nancy Pelosi say here, and it kind of come. It kind of comes off as shitty. Like for what I'm saying is for you to read a monologue joke and say, "Hey, I want people to get coronavirus because I don't like these people." Is kind of bad as a comedian but for you to say that somebody like nancy pelosi who doesn't like republicans might say something like that to get some political advantage or some shit Mm -hmm. uh makes a lot more sense does that make sense like you're you're commenting on the on the divide rather than saying i'm part of the divide you know you it helps you stay a bit more neutral especially which i think is important for these monologue jokes all right oh you know what then then i feel that okay cool 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 uh, so let me just make a note of that. All right, cool. So the, the, those are the jokes I had for um, for the thing. Okay, so I also had a stand-up uh, joke that I, I wanted to, to run by you. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of like see what your first impressions are. Because this is, this is a, a true story about like a, a dude that I went to school with. And he got... He was he was like a bully of mine, right? So I obviously had it, I wasn't his hugest fan, and uh, and when he got hit the you know he he really got his um uh his ass kicked when he came down to to the Bronx, and he had like his face disfigured and um and I was just like that is karma at his best, that was karma at his best, but then like ten years later he's like the hottest dude I've ever seen, right? And like he's mm-hmm. successful. And I'm just like, I'm like, yo, listen, like the petty side of me is just like, but why though? But why? Why did you have to do the glow up? Why? Why is it that you're still winning? You feel me? So I didn't know how to make that into a joke. So I just, I just started, and I was just hoping that it would work out. But um, but you know what? I, I'm just gonna preface it with this. It's a very rough joke, and I don't know how to how to um make it sound less. Like I'm a terrible person, okay? Um, so this is how it starts. I don't believe in karma ever since I looked at my junior high school bully and found out that um, that he is better than I am. Just to give you some perspective, um, he was my bully. He got into a horrible accident, left his face disfigured. I thought that was karma. I was happy. Ten years later, I see that he's actually more beautiful than I am. And I'm pissed. Like, what gets me so mad is that I want to be a good person, but I also want his face to be horribly disfigured today. All right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, as an example, his Facebook account got hacked, and they were posting dick pics, which could be his, maybe not, and they were not taken down. But I post, like, one meme about Trump, and my post gets taken down. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, I mean, okay, I think you're jumping from topic to topic about the Trump thing at the end. I feel like that came out of left field. So I uh-huh. think that could be a separate bit right there mm-hmm. about how you posting anti-Trump thing or you posting something political gets taken down over somebody posting a dick pic. Mm-hmm. So apparently Trump is less palpable than a dick, right? So the, I guess that's some bit you can take somewhere, right? I think that should be removed. But where you're going with the initial idea of the bit about this guy being disfigured and now his glow up and he, it's making you feel insecure, I think you should go with that and take that line out where you're like, I wish he was still disfigured. Because it's not about... It's, it is for you to say on stage that you wish he was still disfigured yeah, right? terrible. You terrible. have yeah, terrible. But you also, can finesse not, not it. Not true, by the way. Not, also, like not true, and like that's the worst part of it. It's just well, like it's no, not okay, true. No. Yeah, yeah. No, what I'm saying is what what I'm saying is no. What I'm saying it can be true, right? But you have to say it in the right way. Like you don't wish his face was disfigured. You wish that uh, he. How come he got a glow up? You're envious, right? You're insecure. I think that's what you have to say instead of the word disfigured, because that's not really true. No one actually v- wishes that, right? Yeah. Uh, but you can admit that insecurity on stage, and I feel like that'll make the bit a lot better. Like everyone will, a lot of people would will engage with you on that. Like I would, because sometimes I feel envious of people more attractive than me or somebody who I'm like, how is he so able to get, you know, this just because he's attractive? Whatever that insecurity is that almost everyone has, right? You, you can engage with that, but you have to make it seem as though it's your problem and not that you have a problem with him. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I think the bitch should become about you and the monster it's made you feel like inside, right? Just because this guy had a glow up. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I think the, the springboard to get into the bit is one of my friends, you know, was... But uh, had a horrible accident. He was a bully, so I had negative feelings about him. Then he got disfigured, which kind of made me feel a bit better in a really shitty way. You know, again, finesse it mm-hmm. uh, because it's a human emotion, right? Like you don't you don't wish he got killed, but you're like, hey, you got what you deserved because you bullied me and made me feel like really shitty when I was younger. Then he had a glow up, and now you're just like, wait, now I don't know how to feel, right? Uh, so I guess it. I think this could be a really good bit because you're talking about different emotions at different points. Uh, but you're just going to have to... This is a this is like my, my, my woman's bit. You have to finesse it. I also like the fact that we both have like some really dark topics that we're talking about. <laughs> or like some topics are just like, oof, is this going to go well? That's the thing. Like, I don't think it's going to go well unless it's funny. Like, I, I, I'm pretty much open about that, that you should not be talking about anything you cannot make funny. So, for sure. I mean, yeah. yeah, and I've said this before. I, I think you should be able to joke about anything as long as you can make it funny. If you go on stage and talk about some fucked up shit and you didn't make it funny and then the crowd goes against you, I'm on the side of the crowd, right? Yeah. But if you went up on stage and said some fucked up shit but made everyone laugh, I'll be like, oh, guys, you can't be mad because he did his job. He's a comedian, okay? That comes first. For sure. Yeah. So I'm, this is this is actually um, a joke that I want to... I, you know, it's like I want to work on it, and then like I also just, you know, how like sometimes you can see if this could, like, how this could be funny, but then you can also see how terribly it can go on stage. Like I'm at that place right now with this joke. You feel me? Well, I'm gonna so try to finesse it a little bit. This to- is a Bill Burr joke. This is like to me, 
to me, this is a Bill Burr joke just because you have to have that kind of energy of Bill Burr or Louis C.K. I just picture them performing this because they're because they go in a bit of a rant and they go into the emotion that they're talking about just to make it very clear what they're experiencing when they go when they talk about this topic. Like you would have to get very energetic on stage. And again, this would not be a bit you would open with ever. Right. This would be like a 10 minutes in you'd be on this bit. Uh I don't know. It's a it's a very interesting bit, and you it would be very hard to perform. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Okay, so I think I got that. Um, I also want to let you know that I've been I've been working on the fisherman, uh, uh the fisherman sketch that we talked about like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't get a chance to touch it up until like maybe a couple of days ago, so. I just want to tell you how that went and then you could just like, let me know if, if you're just like, eh, that angle doesn't work. But the first version of the fisherman sketch was basically like him trying to talk to the police about him finding only dead bodies. Right. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. Just, just to give you a recap um, of what the fisherman idea is, because I, I, I forget that you might. No, 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 forgotten. don't, 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 no, don't, don't. I remember what it is, but don't give the audience a recap because they should watch all the, they should listen to all the episodes. Okay? <laughs> like they're fucking supposed to. No, no, give a recap. Okay, so, so um, I want to make a, uh, make a sketch about how like this, like fishermen only find dead bodies. They actually never go and fish, right? Like In, in TV shows. In the, yeah, in TV shows and in movies, like it's, it's typically two people who find dead bodies, which is uh, runners and fishermen. I only want to focus on fishermen for this sketch. So uh, the first version of, of the sketch was they were at a, um, uh, a crime scene right by the river. And the fisherman is just like, yep, found that, found that dead body. She's a beauty, right? Like all 130 pounds of her. And, um, and like, it's like the fisherman knows more about the crime and the crime scene than like the police do. That's sort of the angle that I was going in the first draft. And I feel like it didn't really work the way I wanted to. So I made a change where I did a, a version two and I only wrote out the, the, the first page of this um, and then I marked it up. But that, that second version was the fisherman goes out with, someone who's like a novice fisher uh uh you know fishing mate like you know his his um like his friend or something like that right and mm -hmm. like he this guy is basically like oh you know i bought everything that dicks told me to buy like you know rod hooks bait and then uh the fisherman is just like like you don't need any of that you just need binoculars and it's just like to get fish you just need binoculars it's just like you need binoculars and a net and a radio so that you can call the police. That's it. Um, what I found when I was trying to write out that first page was that I didn't understand what other beats can continue to arise. So like it really felt like a like a blackout sketch, right? Yeah. And I was and we could make it into a blackout sketch, but I didn't. I actually wanted to have like a full sketch about it. So I'm working on my, uh, uh, on one more draft. And this is what I want to present to you now is that this draft would be like the fisherman is out 
on a boat with other fishermen, but these fishermen are like actually fishing. And then he is just looking for dead bodies. So in between just trying to fish, he's looking for dead bodies. I'm just trying to think. Uh, how are you? So you're not going to do a parody, right? You're not going to do a parody of those scenes that happen on TV shows or movies then, right? You're not going to parody the actual scene where like in CSI or whatever, they're like, you know, the episode starts and they're like, oh, oh yeah, we found a body in, in uh, near the bay. It's like, oh my God, who? so who was the person who found the victim? And they're like, a fisherman. And then you cut to the fisherman and then you parody that moment, right? Uh, you're not you're not doing that. You're actually parodying everything before that. And my thing is, how are you? What is your plan that in the first page, if I'm reading the sketch, I'm gonna be like, oh, he's parodying that fisherman character in the TV shows, mm. right? Ah, right. What, yes, uh, yes, yes. How do I know? How do I? Because I don't want to be on. I don't want to make the mistake of reading this. And I'm on the second or third page and I'm just like, oh, this is a funny character sketch about some weirdo who pretends he's a fisherman but actually looks for dead bodies, right? So then some of the jokes might go over my head because I don't know what you're parroting, right? So that's why I'm... And I think I said this last time too. I I prefer if you stick to parody the actual scene, right? Like like they, the detectives meet the fisherman and... The beats that you just had right now where he only has the binoculars, the detectives are like, hey, if you're a fisherman, why don't you have a fishing rod? He's like, well, this is the fifth body I found this week. Uh, I have I've been, I have to talk to other detectives, too. So I basically have made this my job now. Right. I only use binoculars. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like he's engaging with the detectives who usually have to deal with the fisherman character. OK, you know what? You bring up a good point because we did talk about this piece and I was just like, this, there's a couple of ways that we can go with it. But what makes me think, just to make this idea clearer, is to not have it a stage piece, but to have it in a video piece, right? Where like we can make, we can have like certain headlines go first, where it's just like fisherman finds dead body here, fisherman finds this, you know what I'm saying? They could all be like in Florida, for instance. And then we mm-hmm. could just like, have the docu-series about who this fisherman is or we can see him in action or we can make another like a like a parody tv show like a reality tv show about this fisherman who just finds dead bodies almost like dog the bounty hunter okay so that mean the way i would do it is and i would do like a mockumentary where like it opens up with uh with a detective who's being interviewed and they're like yeah whenever i need a new case i just go to the bay I talked to to Gerald. It's like, okay. And then you cut to like a police officer and they're like, yeah, Gerald's the guy who, you know, if you want a mystery to solve, that's the guy you go to. And then, uh, and then the third person is like, Gerald comes up and he's being interviewed and he's like, yeah, I find dead bodies really easily. You know, I don't know how it's just like, it runs in the family. My father used to find dead bodies. My grandfather used to find dead bodies. And now my son's going to be finding dead bodies pretty soon too. You know, like you're building the character through other characters. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. Yeah. Hold so, on. cause if yeah. you, if, if you're talking about doing a video, hundred percent, this is what you do. You get a couple of actors to shoot their bits, right? To shoot their lines separately. And you just edit it together. You have a, you have a short right there. 
Yep. Okay, great. You know what? I, I I think I like that. That that sounds more active to me anyway, and it goes a little bit faster. Just to do all like a mockumentary style of this fisherman and just to be like, like I've been finding dead bodies since I was 10 years old. You know, people thought I was a murderer, but right. I'm not. <laughs> I just find the well, murderer. No, no, no. You wouldn't say people thought I was a murderer. He's like, I'm actually a suspect in all the cases because I found <laughs> all of them. But then by like the second episode, they're like, I didn't do it. And I'm like, I told you. That's yeah. like, yeah, that's that's pretty good. I like that. I want to play Gerald now. I want to be the guy who plays Gerald. I want to be the one who's a uh, I I do. I know who Gerald is now. Oh, man, that's I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that makes that makes sense to me. <sighs> So that's that's the that, okay. So that's that's the bits that I've been working on, but thank you so much for that for that note because um, I was trying to figure out like how to make that even work, you know, and uh, I'm not saying that this is gonna work, but I feel a lot better about this version or you know like with these changes of doing a mockumentary video parody than just doing a one uh, a one um, location stage performance kind of read, which is like. Like if you go to UCB, God rest their soul in New York. But if you if you went to to any of like their classes or whatever for sketch comedy, they always say like don't try to do like more than one location. Just do one location because one location is typically what you can actually produce for the theater um, or whenever, right? And it's also well, easier I mean, to shoot too. In, right, and that's the practice in SNL though. But then you have to notice that like in SNL now. They they also do video, they do video sketches too now, right? Yeah. They're doing it now during quarantine, right? And on top of that, to be honest with you, most of my favorite SNL sketches are video sketches, not the ones that they did on on stage. Like they're, I think in the last five years, the majority of the material that they produced, most of it has been video, uh, that I've liked. So, I think video is the way to go. Like I don't think stage is that. Like, well, no, no. I, I mean, it's not. Stage should be the. It's not stage per se, but it's just like the idea of doing a one location. And you know what? I was I was confused about this as well, right? I was oh, but like then if you do, but if you do video, you're shooting, you're throwing out the idea uh, of one location, right? Just because it's a video, you can do it in three different locations if you want. Correct. Now, um, when I was in Sketch One Hundred One, um, I, I saw that like. A bunch of people in my class were doing like multiple locations, even though like the teacher was just like only one location, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because it's it's I all right. So there's a couple of advantages to doing one location for shooting, for staging, um, for editing, also. And uh, as far as like just getting like the sounds and lighting correct too, like it just makes sense to do one location if you can. Right. It's really valuable. Also, like when you when you write for a TV show, like it is mostly about making the funny happen all in the kitchen, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, But so I like I do see the value of shooting or sorry, writing for one location. But I, I it does have some disadvantages. But I would I would err on the side of if you can try to do one location and if it is necessary to do like a video sketch because it will be funnier than you can do multiple occasions for sure. Right. There's like well, no I mean, like but formula. Here, but. Here's right. 
I also think the reason I feel like I don't like one location or I prefer to do multiple locations is a lot of times, even when I did improv, I guess I love doing the thing where you come in, you, what's it called when you come into a scene and change it? What's that called? A tap out? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I used to do tap outs. I used to do tap outs or whatever in improv and change the scene, like change the t- scene or go to a different uh, uh, environment or a different time with the same game, right? So it's like, I feel like that's where that's why i like it i just like it when scenes do that where they're like whatever game has been set now imagine it in like a different period or in a different time or location and how that game would suddenly change or might even become heightened so i think that's where that idea comes from Mm -hmm. or inclination at least no i yeah i totally feel that um yep i mean Thank, thanks for the for that because like for me I've I've gotten so like drilled down to like using one location that I typically don't even think about um, you know framing something in a video sketch but especially if UCB in the, was thing. so correct they wouldn't be out of business okay move dude come on man come on man why are you trying to hurt my feelings bro you trying to hurt me ah uh, dude I that news really devastates me even to today man because like that's where I got my start you know, you feel me. UCB New York, UCB LA is still up. Apparently, like I think that they're gonna be up for a little bit, but UCB New York is 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 out. I don't know, man. I'm, yeah, I'm still I'm, sad I'm about waiting, that shit. I'm waiting to see what they're gonna do. I mean, I, I don't think they're completely gone. They're just gonna do. They're they're not gonna have permanent locations anymore. I think. I think that's yeah, the not idea. for not for a while. But like yeah. after after they moved their location from uh, underneath the Gristidis building, which is like all the way on the west side. Right next, right next mm-hmm. to like what the two trains or something like that, twenty eighth Street and whatever, and eighth. Yeah, and they moved over to like the theater district. I was just like, man, that's gonna be really expensive rent, very very expensive. Like they 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 were not equipped for this, my man, <laughs> for this pandemic especially. No, but for them to take that place meant that they were generating enough revenue at a certain point where they were like, yeah, we can afford this, right? And then this coronavirus thing comes along, so for it's sure. like, yeah, that means they were making enough money. It's just not enough to like have saved up for like a year to survive without any business, right? Because like it's yeah. definitely going to be a year. Like even if they were to open in June, if if they had that location and had they opened in June, I don't think they would have been able to start till the following June. You yeah. know, just because people are going to be worried and shit. Yep. So you know. Yep. Yeah. You'd be right. You'd be right. Um, but besides that, um, oh yes, yes, yes. So we've been making these topical jokes, right? And um, mm-hmm. I have a question for for you about uh, your your thoughts about making topical jokes and doing what one of your former teachers told you about, which is to just put it out there on Twitter, right? And the value of doing that, like, is there a is there an advantage for you to keep some jokes to yourself? And put it only into packets that you're going to be submitting to SNL or, you know, whatever late night writers um, uh, applications that are open. Or are you air on the side of, you know, just post everything onto Twitter and don't hold anything back? Because those. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. So my plan is I've been procrastinating on, on this a lot and I've been like jumping the fence on this decision, but I am going to open a Twitter account soon and start like posting stuff uh and honestly my plan of action is 
the funniest stuff I have, I'm going to put it on Twitter. I don't care. Like if it's funny, I'm putting it on Twitter if I like it. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it on Twitter. And then depending on what the reaction is, obviously, I'm going to start Twitter with like zero followers. So I'm not going to know at least six months to a year down the line what's hitting and what's missing while yeah. I get followers and people that engage in my in my monologue jokes or whatever that I put up. But I think depending on how many like if, if you're already on twitter right you have a decent amount of followers so if you start putting up jokes depending on how many likes and retweets you're getting yeah. you can figure out which joke you're going to put in your packet in the future mm. you get what Ooh, i'm saying so yeah, yeah, put, yeah. Put, put everything up but then twitter decides what you put in the packet right i don't fucking decide you don't fucking decide that literally the audience decides mm. it's like an opportunity for you to get on stage and read 25 monologue jokes and the audience will tell you what were the top five you know Okay. Yep. 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 And, so, yep. and I was also thinking about this idea, right? And I don't know mm-hmm. if this is even a good one, but whenever you do write some topical jokes and you know that you have like, just say a solid five topical jokes that you've already put on Twitter. Um, do you think that it's a, it's even a good idea for a comedian to put so create a website for themselves for marketing purposes, but then they also have like a little tab for like portfolio and it'll have like topical jokes that you've written in the past. Like as like an archive. Is that even valuable? Yeah, I, I don't even know. I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put that effort in because like social media takes care of all that. Like mm-hmm. what are you going to put on there that is not going to be on your Twitter or on your Instagram, right? Okay, My Instagram is going to have... That's what I'm thinking. It'll be like the I best. Mean, that's the thing. My my Instagram is going to have my bits that I've taken clips of from my stand up and put up there. Mm-hmm. And my uh, my clips like clips from this podcast are also going to go up on Instagram. Right. And uh, my monologue jokes will probably go on Twitter. I mean, what am I getting? I guess it could be like a central location. If you if you don't want somebody to go through multiple sites, they can just go to that one location and see everything. So I, mm-hmm. I would say that's the only advantage I can think of, right? Because if you're already putting your material out on social media, it's already out there. If you want to consolidate it into one area, yeah, I guess you can. Uh, I don't I don't see the disadvantage. Mm-hmm. It's just, do you want to... I, I personally wouldn't do it because I don't want to put in the work. I'm lazy like that. Um like if I'm if somebody's interested in my material, I'd rather meet them and make them laugh. <laughs> yeah, or, for sure. You know, or be like, here's my stand up because I want to be judged on my stand up more than anything else. I'll just be like, watch my stand up clips, you know, on YouTube. Go on YouTube, type in my name, watch my stuff. Uh, rather than sending them to a website. But that's me personally. Uh, yeah, no, so I, I mean, know. I think that's valuable. The only reason why I even like ask these questions are is because, you know, like with 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 uh social media today it's like you can put out a joke and uh and somebody can see it right and like who knows like they might ask you for a packet of your material or whatever the case might be um and you know like i just feel like with social media especially like things get really organized like very very fast like somebody might like snapchat or might like tiktok more than they like twitter right that kind of stuff Mm-hmm. And it's just like a game of like trying to market yourself in uh, the most effective way. And I, I feel like um, it's it's still trying to find it's, it's still hard to try to find that line. Yeah, I get it. I mean, but at the same time, you got to look at what you want. Like, I feel like you want to be more of a writer than I do. I prefer to be a stand up. Yeah. I don't mind writing for 
comedy show like it would be great to submit a packet somewhere and then you become a writer on like a show like jimmy fallon like a talk show host or snl or something that's that's cool that's obviously a great move for your career but at the end of the day i want to be in front of the audience doing the material too right i guess being a writer just a writer is a stepping stone to becoming a writer performer and stand-up is obviously the best uh outlet for that so if you only want to be a writer, then I would just say, yeah, just do your social media. Make sure you're active on Twitter. Make sure you're putting up funny ass memes, jokes, whatever you come up with on Twitter and Instagram and somebody will follow you. But uh, but then it's just going to be no one's going to be like Jerry Seinfeld isn't going to read your Twitter and be like, hey, can you be my opener? You know? <laughs> uh, Dude, it's going to be more Seinfeld, like, my man. Yo, talk right. about a time machine. Right. So no one is going to be right. That's not going to happen. It's going to be more like you're performing at a club and Jerry Seinfeld walks in and it's like, hey, you're not bad. Let me see you perform at another place at this at time. And if you're still good, I will make you my opener for this tour. I'm d-. Right. That's how it actually works compared to like, hey, I read your Twitter joke, so I'm going to give you a career now. That's not, you know what I'm saying? I think I feel that. Yeah, I think the smaller the outlet, the smaller the step it's going to give you. That's what I think. Mm hmm. Yeah, I can understand that. By the way, I just for some reason I just can't get over you talking about Jerry Seinfeld. I don't know why. Like you, you said Jerry Seinfeld, and all of a sudden I'm just like, man, man, that I, I like I have so many things to say about Jerry Seinfeld. None of them is like amazing. <laughs> like I don't know why. Like I, I was never a huge fan. I really and I, so many people love him, and he has a new I love Netflix. Jerry he has a new. Uh, I love Jerry did you did you watch his his new uh, Netflix? No, I haven't. I'm gonna probably watch it tonight. I, I love Jerry Seinfeld. I'm a huge Jerry Seinfeld fan. Yeah. So I, I don't know. So I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let you talk anything negative about Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> I, I really don't have anything to say. I really have nothing to say, honestly. Um, so you can kill yourself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just felt like I just. I don't know. I think I felt um, uh, angry when you said that. I was just like Jerry Seinfeld. Why would I be on stage with Jerry Seinfeld? Well, it would be an honor too, right? You think you're, yeah, you think you're bigger than Jerry's? Who the oh, fuck no. you think you are Aaron Figueroa? Can I get on stage hey. with like, uh, you know, Hannibal Burris, please? Somebody else? This is, this is like, uh, what's that? What's that? Uh, joke by Dave Chappelle where where he talks about that kid who wanted to see Michael Jackson <laughs> and then accused him of sexual assault. He's like, first of all, why did this kid want to see Michael Jackson? Why not somebody like Usher? Huh? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> you're like you, that's what you're offended by you're like why jerry seinfeld why not dave Chappelle or somebody more of our time and i'm like i don't know yeah jerry seinfeld just came to mind i don't know dude and i feel like he would hate my comedy fantasy honestly i Actually, was jerry seinfeld would yeah no definitely 100 he would 100 but for some reason i feel like <laughs> just because I know how my comedy is like dark and fucked up in a lot of ways, I just yeah. feel like it's a fantasy in my head that if I'm to be discovered, it should be by one of the cleanest comics, cleanest famous comics of our time, where he's like, "Hey man, I hate your material, but you're just so good that I respect you." You know, it's like one of like if Dave Chappelle discovered me, I'd just be like, "That's expected," because my sense of humor is pretty like on the edge, right? But like. If Jerry Seinfeld discovers me, I'm just like, whoa! I must have done some shit, you know. Word, you know, like when I when I go toward clean clean comics, I always uh, go toward like John Mulaney. I never I never think about Jerry Seinfeld. You feel me? 
Because I think that John, John Mulaney is barely clean, amazing. though. Like, is he? Is he John barely clean? I think that his jokes are very clean. What are you talking about? How is he not clean? Is John Mulaney a clean comic? I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, dude. Try try to tell me like a nasty joke that he's made. Honestly. Well, he hasn't like, but he talked about like he talked about the n word n word on stage. So does that qualify as clean? The way he or did he's talked about. I I think it. I I don't even know which joke you're referring to, but. The one, the one where he's like, uh, if you're trying to compare the difference between two words that are bad, oh, and you can't yes, say one yes. of those words. Like, that's one of his most famous jokes. And I'm like, yeah. I, I think he swears on stage, right? He swears on stage. Uh, you know what? He does, but he doesn't swear that much. So I guess, wait, can you yeah, swear so and be a clean comic? <laughs> no, because like, to me, the clean comic is, what's that? What's the uh, chubby dude? The chubby white dude who did the cinema, Cinnabon bit? Oh, Cinnabon um... Bit. The, oh, dude, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. I forgot what his name how, is. How am I for, he's a, he's a great comic. I love him. I can't believe I'm forgetting his, uh, hold on. I need to look this up. McDonald's bit comedy. How am I forgetting this? Are you kidding me? Dude. Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. Oh, so yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, Gaffigan. I, I, I think I insulted Jim Gaffigan right now by taking so long to remember Jim Gaffigan. Yes. Uh, Jim Gaffigan, Pete right. Holmes also. Pete Holmes also. He's he's pretty clean. I don't know. I okay. I th- like when I think clean. Of course, those names come to my mind. But I, but John Mulaney rarely curses. Like I think he's, I think he cursed like maybe twice in his entire specials. Like entire. But it feels like you're you're setting the definition of clean to be anyone who's not Louis C.K. or Dave Chappelle. <laughs> which compared to them, everyone is clean though, right? So you can't do that. Clean, clean is like Jerry Seinfeld or Jim Gaffigan, where there's no swearing and no weird topics, like nothing even close to taboo. It's like literally daily life shit. Yeah, I feel that. Um, okay, you might be right. You might be right. I just know for sure that they would they would see you on stage and they would just be like, "Nope, I would never work with that man. <laughs> <laughs> never." Like I feel like I am scared for my safety when I hear him joke about death. You know, so no, <laughs> this is going to be a no. I actually also wonder this. So for most of the, uh, for the most famous clean comics, do they laugh at dirty jokes? Like, that's what I wonder. Like, is it that they just don't want to tell dirty jokes or is it that they, like, ha- they have to? Yeah, I think it has to. Cause the thing is that, again, I laugh at Jim Gaffigan and Jerry Seinfeld. Like I laugh at some of their bits. Mm-hmm. I laugh at some of clean bits that I hear. So it's not like I'm like, Oh, if he doesn't say the F word, he's not funny, you know? Um, so it's, I, so they, it has to be inversely true, right? They have to laugh at bits that are dirty just cause like it's, it's a human. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I wonder this. Or are they just like, oh no, like I'm going to church after hearing that joke. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting topic. All right. All right, so what else you got for me? Do you got anything else? No, that's it. No, that's it. All right. Hey, listen, thank you so much, guys, for listening to the Barely Joking Podcast. You can follow us on our Instagram and Twitter handle uh barely joking b-e-a-r-l-y joking and uh yeah and um if you have any comments just put it down below we're always listening we might not care but we're always listening 